Okay, welcome everyone to this little vlog, this little podcast from the shop. The shop. The social hub of positivity. Ah, I love saying that. It makes me feel so shop-like and positive. But today we're not doing a... We've been doing lots of uh, local politicians and fair play to them all for, to, for doing it really. Obviously during the pandemic it's been harder to canvas uh, so artists have been quite disappointed and so are the politicians but here we are. Today we've got a member of the public. Have you ever been described young Sam as a member of the public before? No. So no. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Now the reason why we're, I'm interviewing Sam because Sam came in we had a chat about all sorts of stuff and got many interests, mutual interests, children for instance um, but I was quite interested about some of the uh, local activities, particularly in your road, in your street, that you've been doing as a collective to help each other get through the lockdowns and what have you. But before we get into that, do you want to just give the, the three people that are now watching this podcast a little bit about yourself and about your, your background? Yeah, so my name's Sam, obviously. I'm a, a creative content designer by trade, which kind of covers everything really. I mean, that covers pretty much illustration, animation, um, kind of videography as well. Yeah. Um, so when I, gradu I graduated in 2000, where I studied illustration and animation at university. And uh, to be honest, it was one of those things where I kind of tried to avoid computers as much as I could. Yeah. I didn't think I'd need it. I thought, yeah, it'd be fine. Traditional, traditional animation, traditional illustration should be fine. Yeah. Um, and I really, really regret doing that uh, <laughs> because, um, like I said last time, as soon as I graduated, uh, Toy Story was out and everything was computer animated. Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, it, it's, it's been a big old catch up to be honest. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, you sort of leave university and you kind of think, well, actually, do you know what? It's kind of like I'm on my own here now. I better go and get a job in Little Chef. Which yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah, fair play. So it was like, um, it was just one of those things where it was just kind of like, you know, you get rejection letter after rejection letter and you just think, oh my God, it's just not going not gonna to sort of break through in this. Yeah. So therefore I just sort of, um, you know, I kind of picked up some online tutorials and, and learned how to do animation in what was called Flash at the time, which is like a, a kind of vectorized sort of form of animation. Um, so it wasn't the hand-drawn stuff. Um, I just ended up trying to, an example of an animation I did at university yeah. and that yeah, was all... Uh, uh, do you know what? We should have a little example of that, Jules, right now. <laughs> I'm not going to keep this face until that, that <laughs> clip's finished, but hopefully right now, that little bit of animation, which I actually really liked. Um, so, so just to, to give a clue to the people at home, how would, what, how would you have done that, the thing that we've just seen? Um, the chairs. So yeah, it was, it, was, it was using stop frame. Yeah. So you have like a plastic peg bar and you have, in this case, it's A5 pieces of paper. A4 was too expensive, a student trying to save money. Right, right, right. And um, you basically, you have a light box and you basically have your peg bar taped to the light box and you just basically, you trace. Yeah. Right. So, effectively, you just you storyboard it all out. Yeah. So I had in my mind, um, you know, I used to walk my dog when he used to come home from university, and 
I remember once it just it just ran off chasing after a cat. Yeah. And I just didn't. I didn't it went on for ages. Yeah. I was thinking, what has it been doing? Because I'd love yeah, to, yeah. nowadays you could probably put like a little webcam on it, uh, like a little camera yeah, on yeah, it, yeah, yeah, see yeah. what they get up to. They but do it at home, don't they? I always thought that, they do now do it. But back in those days, it was like, well, do you know what? I'd love to know yeah. what, where it's been and yeah. what's, what's happened. So I thought, yeah. well, it's a really good idea for, yeah. a, um, for an animation. And um, I was quite into Frank Zappa at the time. And... Um, um, the gumbo variations, which is the track I used on there, right. just reminded me of a dog chase or a cat and dog chase. Yeah, because it was just kind of like it had that kind of like that intensity to it and that kind of madness. And I just thought it'd be what an opportunity to do that. Um, so yeah, storyboarded it up and uh, and I just started drawing. And it was kind of like you had to obviously you had your peg bar, you had to draw, and so you do the keyframes first of all. You get your when I say keyframes, they're the kind of like um, if you get a keyframe animator, he'll be the main kind of guy that will just put the keyframes together. Um, and then you've got the in-betweeners, the sort of the junior guys that will come and kind of like work out the, the in-between frames between frame one and five, for example. Right. So they get the frame three and then, then they do the in-between frame one and three and they get frame two done, if that makes sense. So it's kind of that Does it to Jules, that's what I want to know. J Jules is our animator. Yeah. He's, this, this is interesting. Do you know everything what, what Sam's talking yeah, about? Yeah. Should we swap places? <laughs> <laughs> Is this good? Is this interesting for you? Yeah, no, this is, this is very This is it. This is it. An well, interview within an interview. He explained like keyframe animators and in-betweens better than I could. I'd just yeah. be like, oh yeah, so you've got the key drawings that you get. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, 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 yeah. Be good. When you see some of uh, Jules' stuff, which he, I've interviewed him and we're going to be showing that actually, uh, possibly before this one or not. But here's the interesting thing is, the reason why I want you to go into it is because a lot of the... A lot of art and a lot of uh, animation or things that people see is on television or it's, you know, it's, it's either, like you said, you said uh, Toy Story or it's traditional cartoons or whatever it is, it's always someone else doing it. Mm -hmm. It's always out there. It's like music videos, it's like music, it's like films, it's like whatever. All this tech technology, all this art in the shop and everything else is about people who are doing it and they're accessible. So you showing your, your, your work is is important explaining it is great because it's demystifying it for people because part of the thing about the lockdown and any other scenario where people have enforced uh, isolation and i'm not even talking about prison is what do you do how do you get through it what are the things that are people are helping with people's mental health and we're, we're doing lots on mental health for obvious reasons is it something that you've been doing through throughout the pandemic? No. You've, you've not at all. You've no. not got back into doing your animation. Because no. you do it still as a job, don't you? In, I do as a right. job, but it's a different different kettle of fish really. It's um it's all kind of after effects based, which you probably know what you know what that entails. It's kinda of like uh you you're not really stop framing anymore, you're not really drawing them by hand. Um kind of technology's kind of changed it all. Yeah. Um I mean it, in some ways it's a lot better. I mean I could I could do animations on an iPad now. Yeah. So, for example, you have um, you have layers. So, in, back in the old days, you used to use, use cell, celluloid and have a background yes, celluloid. Yeah, that's right. And then flip, flip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then just like different elements on top of that. Yeah. Just be animated, and it just saves a lot of time. And obviously, you don't repeat stuff. Yeah. Um, that animation, by the way, there was no. It was every every frame was illustrated. There was no celluloid at all. Yeah, yeah. On, on the one on the on the, the chase. Yeah, yeah. On the chase. Wow. So wow. That was, How long did that take? Because obviously. People have seen at least 30 seconds of it, right? 30 seconds, because if it's got a copyright track, we can't use it more than that. 
Yeah, but how, so how long did that take you? So that was three minutes, and that, that was 15 frames a second, yeah. which works out 2,700 drawings. Individual drawings. Wow. I mean, the pile, I've chucked the most of the drawings out because yeah, it's yeah. taken up too, too much space in the attic, yeah, but yeah. It, was, it was that high wow. of just drawings. Yeah. So it took a lot of time just to sit at a light box and just yeah. draw. And yeah. that was it. But you know what? I loved it. I was in the element. It was yeah. just like, it was yeah, the best yeah. thing. Because to actually have the, um, the privilege of actually creating a short film yeah. from what's in your head yeah, yeah. is something which it's quite a, it's quite a, a unique thing. Yeah. You never get that chance to do that again all yourself outside of university because yeah. you just commercially. Unless you get Yes, exactly. Unless someone's saying, here, here's a load of money and a load of paper and some pens. Fill your boots. Whenever you finish, whatever you finish, brilliant. That doesn't happen, well, does it? Unless you're Nick Park, which is a very, very rare thing. Yeah, so. but how, how did he get to that position where he could do it? Um, he got funding from, well, he, he basically um, showed his um, Grand Day Out project to, to yeah. Arvin, and they said, yeah. this is great. You've got a lot of talent, we'll fund the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. And, and but there you go. What happened for him to get to that stage? Hours and hours yeah, of yeah, him yeah. developing yeah. the process, techniques, originality, creativity, possibly working with other people, I don't know what this full story is, but it, it's that, isn't it? So it, anything usually, you, you say this overnight success scenario, Yeah. overnight in what field? Because they've been working at that for years and years, let's say what, 10,000 hours, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. To be good at something, to be truly good at something. Yeah, I think it's, it's you just need to have a passion. Yes. You're not gonna develop yeah. that time into it yeah. unless you've got the passion. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, it's, it's an absolute labour of love. I mean, yeah. you, if you think, I mean, for that, for example, though, I knew there was, an, there was an end game. There was a there was a result at the end of it, yeah. which was worth pursuing because I kind of had, had in my head the start, the start and the end of the story. Yeah. So therefore, that was the kind of the driver for me to, to just crack on with it and just get as much as I could done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in in the real world, and it's it's in the commercial world, it's it's kind of like um, it's it's the budgets are tight, budgets are even tighter now. Yeah. Um, I was working for the automotive industry a couple of years ago. Um, that was an interesting job. It was kind of like um, uh, creating uh, learning materials for dealers and um, automotive. See these dealers, like, see these kids that, oh, not that sort of dealer. <laughs> you mean, oh, I see. Yes, that's, that That'd makes more quite sense. Yeah, wouldn't it? In a car dealership, got a dodgy car and a dodgy dealer. Here, have some of this. It'll make you drive erratically, but you won't care. You're slow, depending yeah. on what <laughs> <laughs> If you go to Barna Castle, watch out for your eyes. Um, so yes, it is, it is different now, but it's, the fundamentals are still the same. You've still got to make stuff move. Yeah. You've got to engage the brain. Yeah. And when you're providing like learning materials, uh, or like an e-learning module, for example, yeah. people still want to see an introduction. They want to kind of be um, kind of introduced into the subject, and animation is the best way for that, because you're kind of, especially nowadays with the YouTube generation, our uh, concentration levels are pretty, we want instant gratification, instant yeah. information, um, yeah. and, and animation is a way to do that. So it's, it's, it's an interesting one, because even these two that are filming this right now, they turned off in their brains after we clapped. After yeah. we did the clap for good evening. That's how long, how short <laughs> the modern young brain. And now, I've talked to this to another artist, and if, if there's an advert that Steve, um, Steve, what's his name? Steve Coogan, who's an absolute genius. What his little uh, stinger for this new advert, he says, if you're between four and 24, you know, something about their concentration, it's a thing. Now, as I talked to this other artist today, it's a thing that 
other adults have forced our children into. The whole, uh, the way the brain works and all these uh, social media, but all these ta tablets and everything else, even my youngest child, telephones, adults have made them. Mm. So it's adults and parents and what have you that are responsible for the lack of ability to concentrate. Now, they might say it differently. They might think actually, in truth, particularly with these interviews, there is only about 30 seconds of interest and usually that's the goodbye bit. I wonder what that is. You've got children yourself. What do you think? Have you, have you noticed what, what... Could you imagine one of your children doing, no disrespect to them, it's, it's not their fault that they're that I'm boring, or that, they, they, that we don't have the, the, the ability to listen for more than whatever it is. Do you think one of your children would have the wherewithal to be able to do the amount of, take the time to do the drawings that you did to do the chase, for instance? No. Right. The reason for that is, well, for my case, it was like that kind of, the technology wasn't there back when I did that. Yeah. So for me to have a, a light box, for me to have a camera which could actually string all these drawings together was... Um, was a facility that I just I didn't have access to. Right. So when you had that facility, it was like, oh my god, I can make stuff move. Yeah, yeah. I, I can I can make yeah. a video. Um, and from an early age, my kids had animation apps where they could do stop frame. Right. They used to use their Lego, which yes. is great because yeah, 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 yeah. so good for yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. So you can make the little vehicles move. And yeah, and we do what it can do. We do loads of that stuff. But it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. But that is already there for them. It's yeah. it's, it's like. Um, it's like when your kids, kids do garage band. It's like yeah. every, to have a recording studio. You'd have to go <laughs> twenty years ago. You just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just to have that yeah. facility. Yeah, would have been unfeasible. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like in some ways, it's kind of taken that little bit of organic enjoyment out of it. And the need to collaborate. I mean, not so yeah. much with animation, but certainly with music. I mean, you're right. The garage band and all those manner of apps that you can make music art film edit with um, the garage band thing that you can have all those uh, musicians or instruments um, mixed in with your song when, when you might be quite a, you know like myself a basic guitar player but you can have all sorts of musicians joining in and when you finish with the musicians you can have drummers and bass players as well that can join in to um, <laughs> as for all the drummers and bass players out there that I've ever played with and that has ever been in a band or not a band, yeah? That's all the people in Canada that play drums and bass. Good luck to you, lads. Good luck to you. Anyway, sorry, Sam. What's Bob Geldof? Uh, do you know what? It sounded a little bit like Bob Geldof this. Stick a few up No, I, I couldn't do Bob Geldof without swearing, so I thought, what's my, what's my name? I don't care about the addresses, just send them in money. In money. <laughs> Okay, that's not Bob Geldof. He's a good lad. Well done, Bob. Anyway, sorry. Let's get back to focus, concentration. Yes, modern technology. So there's been lots of good stuff, lots of uh, developments. Jules uses a... Uh, what is that pad that you, you've got that you do a lot of the drawing on? What is that called? Uh, the graphics tablet. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's um, yeah, the one I can do. Is that what you're talking about, the sort of, uh, sort of well, thing? It was, yeah, and then the iPad came out with the pencil, wow. which is so much more responsive. It's so much better. Yeah. It's so much more responsive. Yeah. It's much more accurate. 
And that's kind of, it's funny, it's done away with tablets. What? Well, I mean, you can still get professional tablets, but yeah. do you know, you've, I prefer to actually see what I'm drawing as opposed yeah, to yeah, drawing yeah, on a tablet. Yeah. It's on the tablet. I mean, seeing it on the screen. Just my editing. So, that um, ta- so is that what you use for your job now? Sometimes, yeah. So if I'm doing like, um, um, like sometimes I did like an explainer video um, and you, 10 years ago, explainer videos were everywhere. It's like yeah. the TED Talks. You had a, like yeah. a, a little kind of line animation that showed cartoon characters. Yeah. They weren't animated, but the actual animation was in the actual creation of the creation image. Creation of the image, yeah, yeah. Um, which was a really cheap way of doing it. And I did that a lot yeah. because it was just, um, all the all the effort was into the actual illustrations. When you put it onto the, they used Flash at the time, but basically just you just erased out the drawing right. and then reversed it so it looked like it was, it moving. Like it was moving. And then you took five, five pictures of your hand yeah. and then just in different positions and yeah. just give that illusion. You stuck it over the top of it, yeah. lined it up with the actual line of the drawing and it just gave this illusion that it was been created in yeah. front of you by someone who's very clever can actually <laughs> draw stuff in front of the camera. <laughs> ah, no yeah, pressure yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was all the rage about 10 years ago but it still works now and I still use the iPad for that because yeah. it's just you know it's you can just do, it, it, you can do it on the iPad um, I use something called Adobe Sketch um, which is um, it's just a, a drawing application but the pressure sensitivity of the, of, of the pencils are so good that you can create an organic image um, and you know you, once you've got that you've got it you've got a digital copy of it yeah it just goes into your computer into After Effects and you can just do what you want with it. Yeah. You can put it into 3D layers. You can. There's so much you can do with it. You can colorize it. You can. You know. It's just. There's too much. Op- too many options. To well, be honest. Well. <laughs> it's like, it's so what? So explain a bit. A bit about how you apply your skills in the job that you're doing now. Explain your job. Actually, uh, maybe. Well. Um, like Top I said, secret. We, can't talk about it. Ed. Sorry. <laughs> uh, gotta go now. <laughs> Had enough, you youngins? Or not? Not adults talking about stuff. Hmm? Sorry, Sam. Just I have to stoke the fire with these young gentlemen, otherwise they may attack. Carry on. <laughs> uh, it's how can I apply it? So nowadays it's kind of like a lot of this, my job is kind of graphic design. Yeah. So uh, when you when I kind of left university, it was one of those. It's clear to me that freelance illustration is quite a difficult thing to get yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, graphic design. On the other hand, is is a more commercially viable yeah. trade. Yeah. Um, so a lot of a lot of illustrators will pick up graphic design as well because it just it makes commercial sense. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of my stuff is graphic design, um, but it does tie in quite well. It ties in with, um, you know, when you're creating, you for example, you cr- you'll design a an e-learning module, but then you'll animate the introduction and you'll an- you'll animate certain elements of the e-learning to keep the engagement going. Mm. I mean, you've heard of death by PowerPoint. You get the same thing with e-learning. Some people just hate being in front of a computer and just going. I'm through those thing. people. I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of just there to keep that engagement going. Yeah. And that's the fun bit of it because if you can kind of create stuff which is engaging, you find yeah. it cr- engaging yourself. Yeah. Um, when it's, you know, when when there's certain projects which are quite, you know, budget restricted it can kind of be a little bit soul destroying because you're just trying to try and create templates all the time and yeah. trying to make things as quick as possible and that's where the kind of the kind of fun gets taken out of it but oh, occasionally you get like a you get a project which is a creative one and then yeah. you're just like yeah this is this is good this is great yeah. right so you've done that you're doing that what happened what were you doing within the um 
I keep saying within the pandemic, we're kind of still there and blessed people in India. Don't know when this thing's going out, but let's hope that's been sorted out a bit more than this. It's ironic, isn't it, that there are a country that's producing the, most of the vaccines and yet hundreds and thousands of them apparently are dying. So um, I don't know when this is going out. It'll be sooner rather than later and it'll be quite interesting because we've done one with Jules as well, who's, a, as we said, an animator, multi-talented lad who's... who's Lad? He's not a lad. What is he a lad? He's a man. He's a man. I'll fight him. Oh my God, he's got a gun. Um, yeah, when you, when you said about what was happening during the pandemic, you're running around louder, aren't you? Yeah. Right. So tell yeah. I was absolutely overjoyed, by the way, when you told me. So can you give, give the, the good folk who will listen to this a little uh, place of what was going on down your roads? I don't know who that is. It's a good Welsh accent, though. Is it really Welsh? Good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't do a Scouse accent, but I swear <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got me out of trouble a few times. <laughs> um, so, I, during the pandemic, or during the lockdown, um, I, I got my furloughed, um, which, um, which was a bit of a shock to the system, but it kind of gave me, a, it a, it a, I'd call it a great pause, but I did feel like it was a, a pause. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's kind of one of those things where everything kind of stops and it's like, well, actually, do you know what, it's kind of, um, the weather's good and um, a lot of people are in the same position. And um, yeah, I just thought, because we're in a kind of mid-terrace street. And, um, it's, lovely road, actually. It is a lovely road. And it's yeah. quite close to the train station as well. So yeah. you do generally get people that live there who kind of, I guess, commute because um, it's, it's quite well placed for that kind of thing. Um, but you kind of don't really kind of know anyone at the time. You didn't really know on the str- anyone on the yeah. street. You could walk past people. You think they look familiar, but do they live in the street? I'm not sure if they do. Yeah. Um, so I just I just thought, well, actually, you know, what you got this Facebook out there. Let's create a a page. Yeah. A community group, um, and put a few leaflets together with the the name of the group on there, and just put you know just put them through the people's doors saying. Here's a Facebook group if you want to kind of join, and if you don't do Facebook, here's a WhatsApp group you can join as well. Wicked. Well done. Um, yeah, yeah. And here's my address if you don't do any technology, you want to write me a letter. <laughs> <laughs> How many of them do you get? Two of them. Did you? Just, oh yeah, wow, that's brilliant. Oh no, that's great. Um, so um, so yeah, I mean, it just it was really good because um, communication started, people started joining, and it. You know, I think I've tried that before, like for like a little kind of clear up at the alleyway around the back of our house, and yeah. it didn't really kind of catch on that well. Yeah. But I think when people actually thought, well, I just, you know what, it's we need to communicate now. Yeah, yeah. There's kind of older people in the street, and they kind of, if they need something, it'd be quite good to have that kind of yeah. the network around them. Um, and yeah, it just it just went really well. It was just kind of people start talking to each other, people start to introduce themselves. Amazing. Amazing what it takes for people to talk. It does amaze me that they don't talk as much. Well, it, they didn't be, it's yeah. Kind of, yeah, it's, we're very yeah, kind yeah. of, we just get on with that, we're very focused, we get yeah. to work and that's kind of, we get back home and it's downtime, it's yeah. Yeah, really sort of engaged with other people, I guess. And they're, they're right there as part of the problem, isn't it? Mm. As a society, as a community, that which binds us, the common unity of us. We don't have social arenas. If you go to the pub, that's a social room, but you not necessarily talk to people in the pub. You might go with your friends. Where do people, you know, so it's amazing that you thought to do that. Were you, were you optimistic or do you think that the pandemic was a suitably big interruption to everyone's lives that they had to sort of readdress things? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's like um, when they had the, was it V Day? Yeah. So that everyone came out for that, yeah. and that wouldn't have happened before because people generally kind of go yeah. away on the weekend. And, yeah, yeah. But you got a kind of captive audience. Yes. Um, so that was that so was really what on your whole street. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. so bunting and all that sort of good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Wow. Um, so we did that, and another good thing as well. I mean, charity shops were closed, so people kind of like first thing people did was sort all their rubbish out, and yeah. they had a bit of time, so people yeah. had lots of stuff to yeah. kind of get rid of. Yeah. But you know, through the the Facebook group people could put up post things that they had available and it's amazing how many how many people kind of one man's trash is another man's treasure isn't it so, absolutely so to some extent we're becoming like a self-sustainable street which is great because it's like you know and we had loads of soil at the back and we because yeah. we were doing a lot in our allotments at the time yeah, yeah. Uh, down the alleyway we were growing our own food which would never have happened what? any other time have you got photographs of this um not because I don't believe you, I just think it would be as a visual thing, it'd be great if yeah, George Jules is looking at me again, he's getting his knuckles out. What are you doing with knuckles? That's a knuckle duster, isn't it? A self-fashioned one. What have you made that from? Wow. But his grandma's teeth are missing. Anyway. <laughs> That's what I made it from. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what, what? So, so you growing food as a commune sort of scenario? Well, yeah, because it was like we had a, like a, patch where I had like yeah. a it wasn't it didn't really belong to anybody it was just yeah. an alleyway that kind of had access way had well. access to the back of the houses yeah yeah um but yeah we just stuck with st some of us started growing our own food and yeah we had like loads of soil left over and we'll actually put like a thing out on the Facebook saying there's loads of soil around here if you want some well. and people come around with their wheelie bins and it all went I mean yeah. it's just like the, the fact that people could kind of put requests out there or you know for certain things or people can say about loads of this stuff and loads of bricks loads of and someone on the street would have would have taken it would have yeah. needed it yeah. so um, yeah it just felt like it was a, a very self-sustainable kind of um, way of communication and yeah it just went down really well and I mean last Christmas we had a Christmas light switch on in the street in the street which everyone came Perfect. out for again I mean, Perfect. It, wasn't, it wasn't a you know it would have been nice to get sort of like maybe mold wine out and stuff, but it was a bit, obviously, hygiene and everything else for the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Probably wouldn't have done that, but next year, hopefully. Do you think that, this is what I was going to say, so in a, in a time of crisis, a certain amount of people understand the, the importance of, previously we you know, were taught to, to live in a, you know, one, an Englishman's home and his, is his castle. Don't know how many people have got castles out there, people, but fair play to you if you have. Even the people in Newcastle haven't got castles so how come everyone's got a castle they haven't basically we we're taught you know especially from thatcher's times that there's no such thing as society uh isolation separation which has been an absolute disaster as a social experiment well done uh in a time of the war or pandemic people come together how long does it last though how long will you as a as a street uh, be talking sharing recycling living a more sustainable lifestyle and supporting each other and sharing resources so like you said some people got extra bricks some people got extra soil mixy mixy local economic trading scheme everyone's looking after each other caring for the elderly the young how long do you think that will last do you think that this is a, a, a thing that we all move on or people just go back into their shells as it were some people will yeah um but i think a lot of people have made that point especially on facebook like this is really good let's not lose yeah. this yeah. even when you know we're back to some sort of normality yeah. 
Um, so I think it's in the back of people's heads are thinking, you know, it's kind of quite liable to sort of fade away, but I don't think it will. I think if, if you keep the sort of lines of communication open um, and you kind of organise, you know, certain certain events or something in the street, yeah, like yeah. Uh, Christmas light switch on. That was it could be fantastic. Like a yeah, thing yeah, which yeah. people just... Yeah. I know things would be different. With, you know, the people won't be so stuck in the street people will be out and about and yes yeah. it's a bit hard to get people yes. tied down to a certain date um i still think it will be you know a means of communication and i don't think we'll lose that wow that's fantastic like that anyway. what was the highlight of it i know it's a bizarre uh, scenario to talk about a highlight in 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 a time that at one stage um i mean possibly because we have a buffoon for a prime minister uh we I was, as a person who's quite hyper-vigilant, um, thinking, wow, this literally could go anywhere. I mean, you know, there's all sorts of conspiracy theories and what have you, but uh, 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 a virus is a virus is a virus, and if we haven't got a cure for it, and potential is we don't really know the effects, cause effects, we know a bit more now. Uh, we don't know its origins, but we've got a few ideas. Here's the crack. When we move forward as a society, and I'm sort of saying your highlights, what would you say the, the things you will take away most from that particular interaction with your, with your local, local community? What was the highlight, the thing where you went, okay, this is, this is working or this feels like uh, a worthwhile thing? Um, I think it was the... I think it was the fact that people kind of needed to have that, that connection. Yeah. Um, when it's kind of stripped away from you, it's kind of like people are kind of like thinking, well, you know, reevaluate things, and, yeah. uh, and actually, connection is quite important. Um, especially, like you said, when everyone's so close together in mid terrace, it's kind of like you kind of need to have that little bit of a, yeah, you know, community feel to it. Um, but you know, stuff like the the allotment, we're still doing that. It's kind of like we learned from last yeah. time because a lot of the stuff we grew just kind of. Tomatoes don't grow too many tomatoes. But again, we kind of like, you know, had the tomatoes and you just put them at the front and just say, Right, and then people post collect. And say, Fantastic. And people come and collect them and they went yeah, yeah. in like no time. So yeah. it's, that's quite good. I was kind of thinking in my mind, well, actually, we'll have loads of um, vegetables left over or whatever yeah. and people can kind of, you can have like a little, yeah. that didn't quite happen. But we learned a lot of stuff from the first time that we'll yeah. apply this time yeah. to grow certain things. So you're going to do that as a seasonal thing, and then so, yeah. sort of local economic trading scheme where people are still in your I don't street. Don't go that far, but well, in, in the sense that you're, you, you know, there's it's a, it's a bartering scenario, isn't it? So sometimes on we we have an allotment, so sometimes the, on the allotment people have an excess of whatever, and we'll swap and share, yeah. and there'll be uh, either it's, you know um, planting stuff or or the or the harvest you can share. Um, how, how many people are involved in it on your street, would you say? Oh, it's only, it's only down the back of our uh, alleyway, so there's only three, three or four of us that are doing it. Three or four is, 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 a, is a start. What about the rest of the people? Are they, uh, I'm not sure what they yeah. do at the back of their allotment, but yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, it's like you, you go back to sort of saying about local farms and yeah. stuff and, yeah. and the importance of, uh, of being sustainable. And, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of just a little bit of, a, of an element. I think it's fantastic, it didn't exist. No. didn't exist before before this I mean so we're taking the best bits out of the pandemic which let's face it as a species we kind of have to optimistically there's a whole you know 
we know now a, a tidal wave of mental health anyway. We know that lots of children have had arrested development. Now, as a TV programme, it's genius, but as a state of mind for a young developing child, speech and all the other social aspects of growing up have been halted because of the pandemic. And we as an organisation are going to be running lots of catch-up scenarios for young, for toddlers as well as, you know, teenagers and whatever, based on play, based on creativity, not maths and English, because they had probably... The emphasis on maths and English has always been too high, in my opinion. And creativity provides us with exactly what we need, the ability to create, that means create solutions, create solutions to challenges, problems, whatever, survival, whether it's emotional, physical, or whatever, economic. What would you say that the ingredients for you, if you were, if you were now doing a manifesto for your street because if we look each individual person taking responsibility to make a sustainable system how you interact how you use your resources power electricity how you travel what has anything fundamentally changed in your head about how you'll move forward not just as yourselves and in the street do you think um yeah i think i think it's um I mean, for example, like can do arts. It's kind of like uh, it's 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 the creative element. I didn't realise you kind of you kind of existed to be honest. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? Taste millions of people <laughs> to die around the planet for this geezer. Yeah, it's just shameful. But again, it's working with it's working with, with people. Yes, yeah. it's, it's working with youth, and it's it's kind of you know it's it's. Uh, if you're kind of like creative, it's kind of like it's a bit of a bug, isn't it? You kind of catch creativity from other people. Yeah. Um, and and you find that when you work with people, if you work with someone who's creative, you kind of just you kind of yeah, the joy of collaboration. Think, never never think of origin, original ideas for yourself. I'm always thinking of like seeing what other people have done and yeah. just kind of think, well, you know, um, could do something like that. Yes. And usually the best way of doing it. Yeah. Plagiarism is the way forward. <laughs> um, Until you get sued. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm coming in. But yeah, but I mean, again, it's like it's just difficult at the moment because it's still, still, still technically in lockdown. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. going forward, you know, it's like the the reset festival you're doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, that's, that's great. I think people will be more willing to embrace creativity now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And be thankful for it, appreciate it more, uh, appreciate what goes behind, goes on behind it, and yeah, uh, you know. Um, so yes, I, I do think um, it's like seeing things like uh, the shop. It's it's yeah. The yeah, fact I, that I, I, it's lovely watching people, and then and more and more artists and community groups are getting involved. Like Doorway, do, do you know anything about Doorway, the homeless? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. So th there'll be more stuff to know about them in here in a few weeks' time. Rotarians, I mean, if you don't know, people you might do, but people don't know about the Rotarians. A, there's going to be information here, but they've been doing amazing stuff behind the, behind the scenes to help groups and individuals. They do it anyway, but we, 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 they, we've been really grateful for their support uh, through the pandemic because, I keep going on about it, we haven't got anywhere to take our uh, um, vulnerable young people, even though we were working as, and still are key workers throughout the pandemic. That co collaboration, social collaboration, that, that what we'd call social cohesion is really important, but it seems to have been missing in too many important areas of our communities. 
prior to the to the to the pandemic. So creativity moving forward, what do you think needs to happen? What would you would want to change even or improve in our community? What do you see as a priority? Things like this. Yeah. The fact that the high street is changing yeah. and it's going to change even more. Yeah. Um, you know, people kind of. I think it needs to be. People kind of come to engage. People go to coffee. That's what's going to be coffee shops. Yeah. People just yeah. love to sort of yeah. engage. But when you actually sort of come here and you can see artwork on the walls. Yeah. See what other people are doing. Yeah. Um, it's that kind of like. I think that's the way things should be going forward. I think there's kind of more. You know, we're a very connected society. There's no excuse not to be really. Yeah. Um, so it'd be nice to think more places like this could could pop up. And well, you know, we're, we're we're obviously delighted and uh, work a lot with Emery Gate, and and we're doing. I don't know when this is going to go out, but we're doing our mental health week between the 10th and the 14th of of May. So let's put this out before, regardless, so we can use it as another. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Um, but. They're really good people. That Eagle One are the company that own Emery Gate, but they're always up for years. We've done lots of fundraising gigs and stuff in the atrium, and now we've got this beautiful space in Riverbank Studios downstairs. We've got lots of musicians, artists, uh, mental health practitioners. There are people coming in from all sorts of backgrounds, just saying, "Oh, look, they're reading stuff in the window," and go, "I do this. I'm bereavement." It's like, wow, solid gold, like yourself, sort of didn't really know we existed and are kind of glad that they found us and yeah. vice versa by the way we the, the, the artists and the people that have been involved in just this rose uh toner with a with a recycled re, refashioned fashion all that sort of interlinking stuff is now so people are now linking up and working on different projects together which obviously we're going to hopefully do with you Tell me though, tell me this, young man, because we have a shared bit of history in a way, which I didn't realise until we met. You used to, obviously, your, your dad, who I am reliably informed by ex two squadron uh, friends of mine, your father is geet hard, is like really, really respected, isn't he? Really fit. Is he, where, is he presumably still with us, is he? Yeah. yeah, good. I didn't want to say go. We died last week. <laughs> okay, wrong. Put. I've, I've done. I've done a bad one there. You come from a military background as well. Yeah. But, uh, and even more possibly because I mean, the people don't know what two squadron who, who they were. That one of the only are they probably the only paratroopers in the RAF. Yeah. And therefore, at the thick of it, when they're thing. I mean, your father was right up there and doing. Like a, a you know equivalent to the SAS, if I'm not mistaken, what his his uh, ability and his fitness is he still that sort of fit? Uh, yeah, I think once yeah. once you kind of got that mentality, you just don't, you yeah. don't lose it. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's still pretty. Yeah. So coming from a military background, how did you end up being? You know, I said the same thing about myself. How did you end up being so creative? Uh, Think about that, people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think my mum was quite creative. Yeah. So my mum used to do. Um, she was a china painter, so she used to sort of work around the what? primary schools and yeah, used yeah. to do china painting with them. Um, my brother, brother joined the Marines, so he went along that yeah. that route. Yeah, yeah. When I when I did leave university, I thought I'm going to try the the TA, the the, the, the reservist, the yeah, yeah. Marine reservist, yeah. just to see if it was in my blood. Uh, and so it wasn't. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> I did the ATC. A A ATC? Air training course? Yeah, ATC. Yeah, yeah. Do the air training course as well. Uh, because my, you know, as I said, my dad was in the RF as well. And it's just like, how the hell do they put up with this? How the hell did my father and anyone else... Listen, I love the geezers that, you know, you know the camaraderie that that's it needs. Like, that's the one thing. Brilliant. So yeah. anywhere, anywhere we would go, an RAF, Army, Navy, whatever, and also in the Irish, same thing, Irish Army, my brothers that was in the Irish Army for 35 years. I get it. The rationale behind having armies and having military and everything else, mm -mm -mm, particularly from the perspective of this country, because obviously it was used mainly to go and rob other countries. But there is an element about being a part of that community which is really enhanced, isn't it? That there, there is, like the family's officer, there's all the facilities because you're moving whole communities yeah. and you have to kind of, in, 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 if, if you're lucky. How did you cope with that, by the way? You know, some kiddies, it destroys moving every three years. What was it like for you? Well, we were two years. Yeah. So um, it, was, it was challenging, um, but it was... Um, some of it's quite nice because I think we said this before, you didn't actually really. I mean, doing your schoolwork, you think, yeah. oh, well, I don't do that. That's exactly. Do they ain't going to get me. They ain't going to catch me like, like <laughs> they can. Such a strange th thought. Yeah. I definitely had that. But it's really strange because after two years, you do kind of embed yourself. You do yeah. kind of make new mates and yeah. stuff. And uh, yeah, it was. So every two years, we moved up to Catterick as well. Yeah. Um, then we moved, I went from primary school, Stansing Quinton. Um, wow. Very yeah. quite quite little school up to a quite a rough school in, in Scotland near our growth, um, and that was a real shock to the system. Yeah. So it was kind of like that. It was that yeah. learning a different uh, different curriculum as well. It's like the education system is completely different. Yeah. It's very kind of industrial based as well because next to the oil rigs. And yeah. It's it's very focused on industry. So coming back, it was like, oh my god, I just I had to do like a little test to see if they, if they could set me. Yeah. I went in full set for everything, low set for everything. I had to sort of work my way back up again because yeah. everything I learned before just didn't apply. So that was difficult. It wasn't so bad going within the same country, but going out to a different oh, education. Aye, absolutely. It was really, really yeah, we'll say, we'll say here, we we would go here, there, and everywhere. You'd have uh, even between Oxfordshire and Wiltshire. Yeah. They they had different exam boards and stuff, and it was a different thing and different emphasis. Or yeah, yeah. so. I, for me, I just kind of, you know, good luck, I'll, I don't know what I thought really, but you know, you did, did the bare minimum to, not to get in too much trouble. Um, love the social aspect of it all, and you'd either make or break you. You either yeah, yeah. got that whole feeling of now you've made these mates, you're gonna have to move on. And there's, there's something to be said about it, because you can become quite flexible and adaptable. I think with some of kiddies, it destroyed them. And that hence, they, some of them got sent to boarding school, which must have destroyed them even more. Although they might not say that these days, when they were crying in their beds, on the nights that they were alone and the nights that they weren't alone, they would have been thinking, damn you life, why can't I just stay at home with money? Anyway. Because they got it half price. They got it half price. That's exactly right. That's exactly what happened. We got it half price. Um, so not a military life for you? No. No? No. Like I said, I didn't try it. I did two years in it and yeah. I just... I kind of wanted to see how far I could go. Yeah. I got to my confirmation weekend, which is the weekend before you kind of get to that point. Yeah. I did get quite far in it. I just yeah. thought, I don't think, in my mind, I could... What was your dad like then, for that? When you, when you, what was his thoughts when you were attempting it? Oh, it's yeah, a very it private conversation now about your own family, but I just happened to know that your dad was like majorly respected. He was as fit as they come. 
Well, it's, it's obviously chuffed that I was doing that. I think he was yeah. kind of like, you know, I think he was also quite chuffed that I graduated because I don't think that that happened before in that in that line of family. Right. So I think he was kind of like, it'd be great if you can do it, but it's not it's not yeah, yeah. the end of the world if you don't. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm glad I did it because it's it, it teaches you a lot and um, you kind of you get to know your own limits and and you kind of. Again, you get that camaraderie you wouldn't get anywhere else. Yeah. Because you're in that sort of situation. And, but, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, I, like I said, I, was, I think I've started to graduate from university. I was working in a little chef, um, which is ironic because I was six foot six and couldn't cook. <laughs> and I was doing, doing the, uh, the uh, reserves on the weekend. So yeah. I was just getting shouted out on the weekend. I was doing a crap, it's not a crap job, but it was, it was, it was, it was pretty, you know, it's the worst performing little chef in the country at the time. Oh, well, yeah. congratulations. And uh, it was just kind of like, I have to think, well, I've, I've done something wrong here. So yeah. it was, it was kind of like, this isn't what I set out to do. Yeah. Uh, the, the kind of, the, it wasn't working out for me. The balance wasn't working for me. Um, so, yeah, I just had to, I tried to find another job and I worked in Dyson for a few years. Yeah. But again, I had to try and, you know, build my portfolio up while that was happening. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like, it was, it's been a long road to get into that kind of industry. Yeah, well, um, it's, I, 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 worth it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think it's a sort of, anyone that's at university, just, just embrace technology. That's all I can say, really. Yeah. Just, just use it. Yeah. Don't show away from absolutely. it. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Okay, any wishes for the, for the future? What's your big wish? Once, you know, everything, there's ne never going to go back, is there? And thankfully, it won't go back. You talked about our 21st Re Unlock Reset Festival. It's a psychological thing as well, because if, if there is a third, a, third lock, or a third wave or whatever, which is almost inevitable, isn't it? I mean, you know, if, if there is, that festival will be done uh, online mm. and, and we've got some brilliant venues the cause do you know the cause the actual art center of course the band no <laughs> no i was going to say <laughs> that the cause uh, that, no that's um that's another irish band there. lovely <laughs> terry walgan was interviewed no it, the cause the art center yeah, yeah. right so, yeah, yeah 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 the three crowns you ever go there yeah. right brilliant it's fun, fantastic fun, isn't it? so they're, they're on board now this place the atrium here so emery gate Dicky and the, the good people at the Consti Club, Can Do Studio, Revo upstairs and downstairs, and the Old Road Tavern. So there will be from start from the you know whatever time of the day, different venues. There's going to be stuff happening and streamed in case people can't come out. So there there will be something happening regardless. Um, and maybe you can help us out on that day. That would be brilliant. But besides that, with the relock, the, the unlock, sorry, is one element. The reset for us is about we cannot do a lot of the things that we used to do, uh, particularly around the environment, house building, road building, all that sort of stuff, HS2, all this crazy stuff that even wasn't even a good idea then, which definitely can't happen now. We need to re recalibrate and reprioritize. What would your, your big wish be? For myself or for... for the, yeah, for, for your children, for, for our community. Well, for my children, I mean, from kids, it's, it's, that, it's that creative element. I mean, my son was at River, uh, the Riverbank. Yeah, Riverbank, that's uh, right. Actually, and that's you know, I don't know if Tom's still here. He might, oh, he walked know. out. Did he? Did you see yeah. him? I, I saw him briefly. Oh, right. No, it's funny because I did oh, mention it to him. I mean, Riverbank. Yeah, it was great. Fantastic. It was amazing facility. And then yeah. it just kind of went. 
Yeah, there's a little bit more of a story between how yeah, it kind of went, yeah, yeah. Um, but and th and that needs to be so that so the reset would be so stuff the, like that for me, yeah, yeah, chasing that sort of rubbish. But I mean, for, for the town as well. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I've obviously lived in Chippenham quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't like the development that's going around it. Yeah. Um, I find that quite depressing. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I just I, I like to see more facilities for for kids. It's yeah. good to see the skate park. I've seen that pop up. Yeah, yes. I'm a bit surprised about the other element though, the the climbing wall, because we do a lot of consultation, and then I don't know where that came from. We're floods all the time. So it needs somewhere to get. <laughs> <in the> water, <laughs> <laughs> now I do. Well done, you Sam. You're all right. It'll be me to get drowned. There's a few people who I do. Uh, yeah, that's a bit of a strange one. Yeah. Um, but yes, you're right. The skate park. I mean, there was a, a, the, the, the the splash pad that was put in the uh, put in John Coles Park, which was never asked for, um, <laughs> should have been, the money should have been, we should have put a skate park in, yeah. the, in, the, in the park if it's that important, if, if, we if we truly value, unfortunately we don't value our teenagers enough and they're starting to realise that now, so good luck to the councillors that, that, that have uh, kept them oppressed for the last however many years. I think that's been a big thing for me, is, is, is my kids, because yeah. obviously... I'm kind of, I'm all right. I'm kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things yeah. where you just think, well, okay, it's a, it's a pandemic and yeah. we'll find a way through it. But yeah. with the kids, it's that uncertainty. Oh, absolutely. And I think the fact they've been away from society yeah. for such a long time, is, yeah. it's like, especially my daughter, I'm trying to get her back into kind of like... How old are we talking? Would she's you? 30. Oh, oh she's 12. Right, right. Well, she's right in the, in, the, in, the, in the zone where our local council, yeah, yeah. our local councillors, Previously, not the new ones, not the new independent ones, certainly, but some of the councillors, some of the county council ideas, destroying the bridge centre, eradicating the youth service, it's just unforgivable. Now, if you haven't got kids and you're, they're about, they're 12 or about to be 13, mm. it's a bumpy all right. It can be, and it, it, it's made worse by bad decision making. It's when you get to this section, it's when you get to this stage of their lives, you're thinking actually yeah. facilities like that are so yeah, important. Absolutely. Uh, and absolutely. this and this lockdown has kind of just shown how much yeah. they need to keep otherwise they get they get out of the loop and it's yeah. kind of very difficult to yeah. get back in again. Well, really difficult. Um, so you know, that's the kind of thing where I'm thinking, well actually, do you know what this is so important? It's, yeah. it's the, the fact that you know you've got somewhere for kids to come and vent their frustration. Well, not yeah. vent their have a fight and stuff, but you know, I get creatively get there. They've um, got car parks that they can use <laughs> that car bunkle at the Sanders Mead or wherever it is. You know, but they're, they could well, they do, they hang out there, they hang out in the car parks down here. No mm. one can see them, no one can protect them. Trust me, there's some really dark elements in Chippenham, yeah, that most people and definitely would appear certain councillors. I don't know where they think we're living. All that is, yeah, well, we're all right, we've got the M4, and it's like, no, 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 what about the drug dealing? What about the, the oppression of certain aspects of our local community, the lack of resources, the lack of support, the domestic violence, the sexual abuse, etc., etc. And that's before we get off the subject of the church. Yeah. Now let's get on to the community. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a worrying time to be a parent. It's always a worrying time to be a parent. It's also joyous, but it's... it's for me, I can't hold back anymore because I've realised I've tried to be kind of, ah, oh, yeah, I get it. I used, to, I used to also think that county councillors volunteered and I've only recently found out they get quite a good whack for it. And I'm thinking if they don't do anything but do this for a living, how come they're not doing enough research around certain issues? And I definitely know they're not doing in, uh, uh, enough research around youth and community stuff because they ain't asking us and we're right up there in, in a, in, on a national level. 
about how we work in different... We've been, you know, but different governments have said, look at these people, they're really brilliant at doing what they do. Mm. Not these guys. They don't know what's going on and they're not asking the right questions. So they need not to be in public office anymore because they're detrimental to the health and well-being of our communities. Thank you for that, Sam. <laughs> but it's worrying, isn't it? Yeah. It's a really, you know, let alone toddlers' uh, speech and their social development going backwards. Teenagers, oh, bless them. It's kind of as almost as if it's like it's too much hard work. So therefore, you know, because it is, you know, youth is a difficult thing to, yeah. is, you know, you're at the forefront of it, but it's, yeah. um, you've got to get... Personally, you mean... Oh, I see what you meant with working. <laughs> so you meant I look particularly young there, Sam. What you say? Oh, stop it, Sam! Stop it! <laughs> yeah, it's it's too it's too harsh. It's too hard. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that's that's the thing where I think it's you know the, that's the big element missing from chicken is, is the youth. Is, yeah. is the engagement with the youth yeah. because people kind of don't if it's kind of like youth kind of you know, yeah, skate, skate parks. It's just like. Yeah, yeah, put them somewhere out there. Yeah. Out of the thing, you're not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. I tell you what it is. If there's a lot of people around this place, not a lot, the certain people that made decisions. Oh my God, we, we were asked years ago. Do you know where Redlands is? Mm-hmm. Right. We were asked by the then district council, the antisocial behaviour officer, I'll tell you, sort of that had roles like that, to do some work by the Redlands shops because loads of young people are hanging out there and and I get it, senior citizens are intimidated because our society is so broken by Thatcher and the like that we don't have enough intergenerational projects. So we were tasked to go and address this issue by, well, I don't know what they thought we were going to do, but what we did is we went to these young people. Now, that's a dangerous environment for anyone. So if these other people are worried about uh, these young people, teenagers who've got nothing else to do but hang outside shops at Redland, yeah, intimidating people just by their presence, but no doubt there's a few swear words and whatever, whatever, and if people, you know, confront them about that, of course they feel like the army do, like the RAF do, when they're, when they're a gang together, the police, when they're a gang, they go, hey, hey, wait a minute, you don't talk to us like that, and then you have conflict, and there was conflict. So the anti-social behaviour officer said, can we do something now? Within a very short period of time, it was an empty shop there. We had A, engaged, B, started develop, de- developing a trusting relationship, which went on, thankfully, for years and still going with, with a lot of those young people, bizarrely, which is interesting. However, we got to the situation with that group of young people who were so, say, antisocial and, and uh, scaring the horses to agree that they would, there was an empty unit, that they would co-run a community cafe that would be for all members of the community, but at a certain time in the day, it would just be for young people. So instead of it being a youth cafe, it would be for the senior citizens, mothers and toddlers, or young parents and toddlers. Uh, they were prepared to go and help dig people's gardens, senior citizens who obviously couldn't use their hands but had all the knowledge, grow food, use the excess from each of the gardens in the cafe, so there was cheap food, locally sourced, and they totally bought into it. They were totally okay uh, to train, to do all health and safety, do everything you can think of to have a share in that. Guess what happened? Go on, Sam, I dare you. Or shall I cut this interview slightly short by saying, we did all that, risked our personal safety, and then were told by the antisocial behavior officer, 
that the local councillor, and she was a Conservative at the time, now what's she now? She's in about, uh, presumably she's not going to run anymore, but she might. So whoever that was, who was it? It doesn't matter, people can find out who it was. Told him to tell us that we couldn't do the, the community cafe or the youth cafe element of it because it would attract too many young people. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to research. Hello, you. Not that. I want you to research this. I want you to research who was the councillor for Redlands when this is what I'm talking about. So think about that and see if they're trying to get re-elected and think, do we really want people who make those sorts of decisions running our community? I'll leave that to you. But that's what we're up against. We're up against people with vested interest or no understanding of what happens when you isolate uh, young people. They don't have a vote, and they should. I'm, I'm going for this new idea of 60, between 16 and 70 is when people should vote. They point after 70. I know you've got loads of knowledge and you know, I'm getting them near them myself. But A, you're not going to be around a, a long, long time for any of the decisions that you vote on, like Brexit and all that sort of stuff. Whether it was good, bad or indifferent, I don't care. The idea that randomly, old age pensioners, bless them, I'm nearly one myself, um, who aren't going to be uh, uh, living the consequences of their votes, but young people are. It's absurd. 16-year-olds should have votes up to 70-year-olds. Um, but we cannot have a situation anymore where our local councillors have no criteria to be, to be uh, councillors other than, and some of them brilliant, and all the, as I keep saying this to every show we do, all the brilliant councillors, we love you and I will carry you on my shoulders, not a problem, come and see me, not a problem. If you're insulted by what I'm saying, it's probably because you're not very good at being a councillor. That's just the plain honest truth, but here's the crack. We need councillors now, and there's some great independent ones. I don't know if you've been seeing any of these podcasts yeah. that we've been doing. Right. Fair play to them for coming on this, because I'm a lunatic at the best of times, but I've been really impressed. Well, I've seen them all. You've seen them all? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm more impressed. Here's some because... money. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've had them... Uh, when I'm sort of working on the computer, I have them right. on, like, right. on my screen. It's, it's just because it's the fact that they're, they're about an hour, aren't they? Each one yeah, of them. it kills well, these two, but yeah. I can imagine, but yeah. the fact that it's, that's an hour is a good time to sort of really feel, uh, get a feel for someone and their intentions. Yeah, yeah. It's not a summary or a highlight, it's just you actually... Absolutely, it's unfolding, isn't it? And I, I don't, you might be strange to find that I don't prepare any of these interviews, I'm playing off of what they're saying, yeah, yeah. listening to it. I have been really impressed. Yeah, yeah. I have been really impressed, and particularly, I'd say, only because I just know, you know I don't think party politics has proven itself not to be a good use of, uh, of our electoral time even. Uh, it's divisive, it's non-representative, hardly anyone gets involved, you know, even, even independent people are told, well, you're a politician, can't trust you. Look at the amount of sleaze. How much sleaze does Boris Johnson and all his mates have to be involved in before people say, we cannot vote Conservative? ever again if you like people if you like children if you want the survival without conflict in our communities it's like it's not an option these people are so far removed from our everyday lives but these councillors on local level that's why i don't understand why they're in party politics who's impressed you go on you're an independent person who who, who can you think of 
I can't remember their names. No, but if you draw a picture, um, you're good at animation, I'll tell you from the description. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, bloody hell, wait a minute. We have no one like that. Oh, no, big nose and a moustache. Groucho <laughs> <laughs> um, Marx. Uh, I, I, I think there was... Um, I, I can't remember. There was, there was the guy, the, um, the chocolate guy. Was into Matthew Short. What? Yes. Isn't he? Absolutely. Wasn't um, it? Superb. Yeah. And the chocolate, by the way. Yeah. Now listen, he ain't paying me, none of them are. I do this quite happily, although the town council should be. Uh, he gave us some of that chocolate. Now imagine after all he'd said, imagine if that was awful. Yeah. And we'd been quite embarrassing. Yeah. Me and Jules, we like a little bit of vegan chocolate. Well, both of us were sitting well, we look at each other going, wow, this is proper stuff. More importantly, as importantly, was the ethical, the yeah, lengths that that guy and his company go to make that. And what he's saying, brilliant. He's saying it, he's walking the walk, talking the walk, he's even selling sustainable t-shirts and chocolate. Brilliant. Did you see Martin Casey? Yeah. Right, again, ex-soldier. Yeah. So he's, he's more in our line of thinking, isn't it? But again, it's like, it's, it's to actually sort of hear about their, uh, you know, the passion about the, even just the environment and everything yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, You don't generally hear that, because it's usually, you know, you need to sort of delve a bit deeper into yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. And that's what the I found the podcast did. You, yeah. you can actually talk to have some, yeah. have a one-way conversation, yeah. two-way conversation with someone. Actually, sort yeah. of get delve a bit deeper. But yeah, I mean, they're all you know really interesting to listen to. It's, we had a lot of uh, Lib Dems. Now, I'm sorry that they're Lib Dems because as individual people, already got on and thought they were fantastic. Uh, Jenny Budgel, Brian Matthew, see that one? Oh, come uh, with the names. But yeah, yeah, probably. Claire Kate. Right, brilliant. Um, what was the geezer? Adrian Temple Moore, was it? Brown. Brown. A- Adrian Temple Brown, he was the other day. Yeah. Oh, where, where have these people been all our lives? These are ge- absolute genius. He used to be a conservative. That's, that's how enlightened that guy is, right? Oh, the engineer. Yeah, yeah he used to be yeah. a conservative. It's like, well, I think it's like, look, he said, oh, totally bought into the whole Tory mantra, the whole conservative thing. Utterly just like, wow, okay, you know, not, uh, listen, you know, I'm, I'm only saying as I know because I work up and down the country. Most people uh, don't really get involved in community, don't really get involved in politics, that they don't really know. I'm not saying I know better. It's just like if, if I was a plumber you'd, or a dentist, you'd trust me, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't say, uh, Sharon, I've, I've got an opinion about what you're doing with teeth. It's like, mate, I've done this for 20 years, 25 years, whatever it is now. You, you ain't telling me, I'm telling you. Same thing about the councillors. That guy was unbelievable. James Bradbury, same thing. It's like, where? Okay, now they are coming out of the woodwork, and I guess that's. I'm grateful. Really good people. You ever thought about that? You ever thought about representing or standing up for you, for the? I'm not really politically minded, to be honest. I, I mean, I wasn't, and yeah. I was, that's why I quite enjoyed listening to these podcasts right. because it kind of engaged my interest in it. Good. Good. But I mean, just yeah, talking to the guy was saying he's doing all the, doing all the maths, and he's just like scary yeah. if you think, yeah, if you work it all out. Yeah, yeah, It's nice to know there are people that are thinking that deep about it. Oh my god, shouldn't that be a criteria? What's the criteria for being a counsellor other than that you can breathe? Mm. It's like, wait a minute, come on, they've got to be more. What's your experience? Why, how can they be some of them that legislating for young people they haven't even got kids? That is crazy. It's like this guy has got the portfolio for youth and community. And he hasn't got any children, and he's not a teacher because um, Pete Cousins, fantastic again, ex head teacher. 
He hasn't got kids, but he's dealt with them all his lives. Pretty sure he knows a little bit about children. If you haven't, you can't apply for the job, surely. And your experience is, yes, I used to be a child. Congratulations. I did a dissertation on children. Exactly, but yeah. they didn't. That's something I was saying. They literally used to be a salesperson, knows nothing about it, and next, next thing we've got a big hole where there should be a facility. Hey, I tell you what, you're a good lad to talk to. I'd like to meet your father. Where is he? He's, he's in Cologne. Is he? Yeah, oh my god, no, I just because just he's a bit of a legend. I know that's annoying that when people tell you, Shay hates it when uh, people talk to his other granddad. That's out of experience too. Exactly, well, <laughs> damn you. You are lovely, mate. Uh, get your young people here to come and use uh, all the Candu Studios or the ones downstairs with yeah. Tom Mallard, the wonderful Tom, because he's also worked with Candy now as well, so there's the double whammy. Don't worry, when I can, I will. I'm leaving him here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. rightly so. <laughs> Listen, mate, spot on. Really loved it. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam, and here comes Annie with lunch. Annie with lunch. Annie with lunch.